0: Welcome to A Space to Speak Your Mind. This show will deal with some subjects that some listeners may find distressing. For more info, go to thesourcefm.co.uk and search for A Space to Speak Your Mind. A Space to Speak Your Mind with Cornwall Mind.
1: For better mental health. On Source FM.
0: Hello and welcome to the podcast version of A Space to Speak Your Mind. I'm Jerry. And today's show is a little bit different from usual. We're having a musical special. It's the 10th show from A Space to Speak Your Mind. A Space to Speak Your Mind is a mental health show, a radio show and a podcast. We broadcast on Source.fm. We talk about all issues relating to mental health. The theme this month is music and mental health, because music can be a powerful tool in recovery and it can help you get through some bad times, it can remind you of the good times, and it's a very good way to process emotions. So coming up on the show, we've got an interview with Liz Eddy, who is a music therapist at the Cornwall Music Service Trust, and Joe and Richard are here to give us some tips about the lockdown easing, because as you've already seen on the news, I'm sure, the lockdown for the coronavirus is gradually easing, and we're going to be coming out of it, and what does that mean and that can cause all sorts of anxiety around change around knowing exactly what the rules mean and what's safe and what isn't so joe and richard are going to talk about that that reminds me that next month our theme is change we're going to be talking about how to deal with change how that can make you feel what's the best way to get through it
2: a space
0: to speak your mind so jess is another member of the a space to speak your mind team And she's written a poem about music.
3: Hello, this is Jessica Parr from A Space to Speak Your Mind. And I'm going to read you a poem, what I've written, called Music Makes the World Go Around. Music makes the world go around. It doesn't matter if you don't understand the words. You can hear the sound. Music makes the world go around. Music speaks what words alone cannot express. Music makes the world go around. A smile to the music, a nod of your head, tapping off your feet or swaying of your body. We can all communicate in our own way. We enjoy the music. Music makes the world go around. The Eurovision Song Contest. So many sounds, languages and instruments from around the world. A time when we all come together and share the love of song and music. Music makes the world go around. Music is universal and fits all. Keep rocking.
0: Coming up next, we've got a short interview that I conducted with Liz Eddy of the Cornwall Music Service Trust, who's a music therapist. I'm joined today by Liz Eddy from the Cornwall Music Service Trust, uh, who's a music therapist. Thanks for joining us today, Liz.
2: Hello, Joey.
0: Uh, So first of all, can I ask you, why do you think music is beneficial for mental well-being?
2: I think that's a great question, but it's also really tricky to answer because music can be beneficial for mental well-being in so many different ways. And I guess the next part of the answer would be: what would those be? Singing, for example, can have sort of quite immediate physiological benefits in terms of how you breathe deeply, and it can make your lungs feel healthier, which is topical. Listening to music can have an impact on your mood; can uplift or calm, depending on um, what you listen to, obviously. Yeah. What music you choose to listen to um, can really be a big part of you creating your own personal sense of identity. And I think that sense of who I am, this is me, this is my identity, and having a strong sense of that in yourself is really important for mental well-being as well.
0: That's really interesting. So would you say that actually playing an instrument or singing is is, is more helpful than just listening?
2: Um, I would say it's more helpful in terms of physical benefits and connecting yourself to the music, because it. It's so physical and so connected, and I'm going to give you a little example that I was thinking about just before we started this conversation. Yeah, my dad, was a guitar player, which is uh, why I became a guitar player because I always used to watch him playing. Um, my dad needed to have his blood pressure measured recently. So he went to the doctors and they tried to take his blood pressure, and every time they tried to take it, it rocketed really high because of the pressure of the test. So they gave him a 24-hour blood pressure monitor and said wear this for 24 hours we want to get a proper reading from you and the only time in that 24 hours that his blood pressure went significantly down was when he sat down to play the guitar
0: wow that's amazing
2: it's really powerful when you think you've got an actual measure and you think yes it's not that we just think it's beneficial we know it's beneficial
0: so tell us about your work with the Cornwall Music Service Trust and the trust in general
2: Okay, well, the Music Service Trust, we're part of the Music Service. So, uh, when I first moved to Cornwall 10 years ago, I was employed by the Cornwall Council, who at the time had a music service. So, they're the teachers that go in and out of schools to teach lessons. Um, music therapy was a small part of that. And then, when the council decided to axe the music service, they set up Cornwall Music Service Trust. So, they're an independent organisation. And then, when the music therapists were similarly made redundant, we joined up with them. So, we're part of this music service organisation. In our little team of music therapists, we do music therapy with all kinds of people, so across the whole of uh, the lifespan, really. So we've got a music therapist on the neonatal ward when she's allowed. Lots of music therapists going in and out of schools, on the children's ward in the hospital and adult learning disability services we work with. And dementia wards are quite a big part of our work as well, working with older adults.
0: What does music therapy involve for anyone who's who's never had any?
2: I knew you were going to ask me this, so I didn't think, how's the best way to answer that? Because it's different for each person. If you work with a pre-premature baby, it's going to be quite different to what you do with a school-aged child. Um, I think it's about somehow trying to get the person you're working with to feel something and connect with themselves um, when they're old enough or able enough to be expressive. So I think... The core of that really is mental well-being is really impacted when you can't express something that's inside you. Um, Whether you're consciously aware of that thing or not consciously aware of that thing, you get really stuck and sometimes quite unwell when you can't be expressive. So the music and the getting the clients to play instruments or sing or write a song or whatever we do with our clients is about somehow getting the client to be expressive.
0: Music does connect with emotions, doesn't it? Very very um intimately and i guess emotions are also intimately connected with mental health and mental well-being
2: yes and whether you're aware of them or not aware of them they're so connected yeah
0: how can people access uh, the services that you provide
2: um we've got a website so if you go to um call music um on the website you'll find a section about music therapy so you can send us an email or um call the office and they'll put they'll put you in touch with me to start a conversation about how we could work together Great. we're not um a publicly funded service so we have to get funding for projects that we do or people have to pay for our service so and um, we start a conversation about who we might work with and then where the money is going to come from to pay for that work um, and hopefully manage to offer most people who need something some therapy sessions
0: are you still able to offer things during the lockdown or, or are things all done online or how, how's that working
2: um we've all been furloughed which is to enable our organization to survive after the lockdown because we do so much going in and out of other settings like hospitals and schools we had to stop and so we're on a sort of pause at the moment yeah so we're still in touch with the clients we had before and we'll be looking ahead as to how we can restart and I think it's going to be a lot of online contact which is sad because it's not the same as face-to-face but it's better than not doing anything
0: yeah definitely
2: yeah, we'll be doing a lot online until it's safer to go back and work with people face to so, face.
0: Well, having mentioned that, do you have any tips for people who, you know, who can use music in whatever way, either playing an instrument or just listening to songs, which could help it with their well-being at this sort of time of isolation?
2: I would say go and discover something new. So, for example, if you know that you like a particular band like, I don't know, Dua Lipa, for example, go, go into an internet search engine and type in, I like this music what else can I listen to that's the same? Find out new things because finding out new things is quite mood enhancing and you might find something that really excites you and you can feel quite passionate about. That would be in terms of listening to music. In terms of playing an instrument, I think if you've got an instrument, even if you don't really know how to play, you could pick it up and start making some sounds with it. And I remember when I first started training as a music therapist, someone was teaching me how to improvise because... Like many musicians, I learned to read music and play what was on the page, but I didn't really know how to just pick up an instrument and play. Yeah. And they said to hey, me, just make a sound. So pick up your instrument, make a sound and listen to the whole sound. So until the sound fades out and then when it finishes, either play the same sound again or play a different sound and you're already improvising on your instrument. And if you just do that for a few minutes, you're doing something really mindful and really beneficial for yourself.
0: Yeah, I have to say, I I play the guitar and I find music is really mindful. And sometimes I'll I'll be like an hour later and I'll look up and I've I've just disappeared away somewhere for an hour, you know.
2: Sounds like you've already got that skill of just being able to disappear into playing and not feel worried, right or wrong, which is, I think, where the playfulness really um, has a strength.
0: Thanks very much for joining us today. A space to speak your mind. You're listening to A Space to Speak Your Mind on Source FM 96.1 and on the podcast at anchor.fm forward slash A Space to Speak Your Mind. If you do go to the podcast, you'll hear slightly different content because we're not allowed to play copyright music, but you will get extended features such as the one today by Richard and Joe and other content that we can't put into the Source show because we have only one hour. You can find the podcast on any of your favourite podcast platforms by searching for A Space to Speak Your Mind. You can also find us on Twitter at A Space to Speak and Facebook if you search for A Space to Speak Your Mind. Any feedback is always welcome. You can also email me directly, jerry, j-e-r-r-y, at thesourcefm.co.uk. So, as I said earlier, this is the 10th show in A Space to Speak Your Mind, and I'd just like to talk a little bit about the show and what it means. I co-founded A Space to Speak Your Mind about a year ago now with Cormor Mind and John Cladston, who is the CEO of Cormor Mind. Carrick Mind as then was, as a way to talk about mental health on community radio and on a podcast in Cornwall. I'd like to say we've been really successful over the last year. We've managed to create 10 shows with lots of useful content, features and interviews. It's very much a group collaboration. All the members of the team contribute every month. And it might be that you don't hear that particular member of the team's voice, but they've done something behind the scenes It's a very supportive group and we are also always open to new members joining. So if you are interested in contributing in some way, that can be creating features as you hear on the show, doing interviews or even just behind the scenes work like editing or script writing or being a member of the team. Then you can get in touch via the channels I've mentioned, Facebook, Twitter, sherry at UK and we'll see about getting you involved. I'm very proud of the way that A Space to Speak Your Mind has coped with the coronavirus pandemic and the way that we've managed to keep producing shows in what are very trying circumstances for everybody, not only for mental health, but also just in technical terms. We're all producing it from home. Sometimes we're talking to each other over the internet to produce shows or recording on less than studio quality equipment, let's say. But we've managed to keep it going and talk about all the issues that the pandemic has produced for mental health and for people who traditionally haven't even suffered from mental health problems. And in that light, Richard and Joe... I've got some tips about just thinking around what the lockdown easing means and what the rules change mean for people and for mental health.
4: A space to speak your mind.
1: It's Richard and Joe and we're here just getting out of lockdown and we're going to give you a few tips and a bit of advice and just really talk about how we've been feeling over the last few weeks. So Joe, we're we're a couple of days into the restrictions easing. How are you feeling at the moment?
5: the fact that all the tourists are coming down it's kind of making me feel quite anxious and I think you know I'm definitely well I know I'm definitely not alone in feeling this way it's just quite difficult I mean I live in a place that is quite a small town but is probably the biggest tourist destination in Cornwall there's a massive increase on the beaches they're packed well it's all quite overwhelming but you know we've gone from being quite a silent town where it's just the local community and everybody supporting each other to now being flooded with tourists
1: Yeah, I've definitely noticed a lot more people around. I've only started exercising in the last uh, two weeks because before that I was restricting my daily 30 minutes to just walking uh, my dog. So now that I've been able to go out a little bit more, I'm doing a bit more exercise, running and cycling, which I find helps with my mental health. And I enjoy that and I, I get the buzz from doing the running, doing the physical exercise and it does help me But I do have the anxiety about being out because, as you say, there are so many more people around and I find it very difficult to keep that social distance because even though I will move to the side or I will try and find an area where there aren't people, you do notice two or three people that will suddenly come towards you or... Don't seem to really recognize the fact that they need to be as socially distant as they have been in the last few weeks. So, there's definitely that change. So, I think there is a lot of anxiety for um, many of us that are now going out outside, whether we've experienced anxiety before or we're sort of experiencing that for the first time. So, it, it's, it's a lot of a change to uh, moving to this new world that we're moving into. I mean, we have a few tips and a a few things that can kind of help, haven't we?
5: Yeah, so what we're talking about is um, this new phenomenon that's come about, which is actually called post-lockdown anxiety. And we've been doing some research, haven't we, Rich, into um, tips that we can give people. And I'm just going to say a few things now that are are things that I've read on um, several websites like the BBC, Anxiety UK and Mind. So this is about how to cope with life after lockdown Um, And for lots of people, this is an exciting time, you know, you're you're able to see more family and friends again, and it's the hope of things getting back to normal. But for some people it is really hard and they're facing coming out of lockdown anxiety or post lockdown anxiety, which is actually really common. And 68% of the UK population say that they're actually dreading going outside again. They're afraid of other people and things like that. So if you're feeling like this, you're definitely not alone. And Anxiety UK have seen a 430% rise in calls to their helpline. So if you think about it, it's to be expected really, because humans are creatures of habit and we're constantly adapting. And it doesn't take us long at all to get used to living a certain way. So we've got used to being indoors. You know, we've got used to that kind of comfort zone. And that's what's happening here. We've got used to staying inside not interacting face-to-face with people outside of our households. So that's why we're feeling like this.
1: Yeah, it is. It's a very different way of living that we've experienced the last few weeks. And we're going into a a new normal, as they're calling it, which I I don't know whether I quite agree with that as a phrase. But what we have to remember is that the things that we've been doing are working and you know we're, we're washing our hands and we're keeping the social distance so what we have to now do as we go into this new world in the same way that we adjusted ourselves to get where we are now is to kind of readjust back in but also remembering all the things that we've learned along the way so be mindful being socially distant where we can taking precautions but also we have to remember as well um to take as much control as we can so it's about the onus being on us so you know control the things that you can control and those are the things as we say like washing your hands the things that maybe we've been doing over the last few weeks physical exercise that may be helping people and also you know the things that we've talked about before about getting good sleep having a routine so those are a few things that we can do but there's probably a few more isn't there joe
5: yeah and we've got to remember that if we can adapt to being inside we can adapt again and get used to the new normal. And you know, it is okay to feel like this and it's important to remember that we need to be kind to ourselves and it will take time for us to get used to the new version of life, but we will adapt because we always do. That's part of being human. Um, And as with all things, really, it's about taking one step at a time. For a lot of people, they may be um, finding that they're getting anxious about going out of the house. That's completely to be expected. Just, you know, go steady on yourself, even if you just sit outside as the first step, on your doorstep or wherever, watch people walking past and then maybe walk to the end of the road. Gradually expose yourself to the things that you think you won't be able to cope with and you'll fear. You probably find that it's not as bad as you built it up to be in your head because things rarely are, are they? I mean, you sort of ruminate with these thoughts about, oh, I can't do this, I can't do that. But when you actually do it, Actually, you, you think, well, that wasn't as bad as I expected, you know. And then reward yourself when you come back and think, you know, you did that. So maybe give yourself, I don't know, a small bar of chocolate or something or, you know, have a relaxing time watching Netflix or something like that. But it's a bit like training an animal. So if you're training an animal, you know, you would reward it with a treat when it's when it's sat or, or done something, you a command that you wanted it to do. So you're retraining your brain, really. So it's kind of been you know just over a couple of months that we've been in lockdown. So if you think of that in the context of your entire life, that isn't actually that long. So you will remember what it was like to go out and just take it easy, you know, don't sort of force yourself to do things, but also you you are the one that's going to have to push yourself. Nobody's going to do it for you. And there is a lot of anxiety about going into supermarkets and I know for me that's particularly difficult because you know the supermarkets down here they're, they're quite small and we've got quite small aisles and um, it's a bit of a comedy sort of thing you know it's like for me it's a bit like going in a haunted house you know like somebody comes around the end of an aisle and I'm like jump backwards like I've seen a ghost but there's lots of people feeling like that and um, the only way to get over a fear is to actually do the thing you you fear because the more you sit at home thinking you can't do something the more It becomes a thing in your head and the more you create that. So if you're focusing on, you know, I can't go outside and you're doing that for days on end, weeks on end, eventually, no, you won't be able to go outside because you'll have told yourself you can't. So you just need to gradually make yourself do the things that you're scared to do. And I know from experience that this works.
1: Yeah, it is, as you say, about making those small adjustments if any of us that have had anxiety or had panic attacks before we know that you can create this bad cycle where you feel that something's bad is going to happen so you refrain from doing that in future and what it really is a case of doing is making small adjustments and doing small wins because then you will realize that you can do those things and then you can slowly move a little bit further so i should say it might be a case of just going to the local shop at a very quiet time of day just to pick up one or two items it might be a case of in the evening going for a short walk where you know there won't be so many people about and once you've done that a couple of times you'll be able to then build the confidence because your brain will start to realize that the dangers that you perceive aren't necessarily there and as we say as long as you protect yourself and as long as you make the Uh, judgments that obviously you will because you do want to make sure that you are in a safe place then you will start to be able to progress further and further and also remember breathing techniques as well you know there's so many things online about meditation about having uh, calming techniques so if you do feel in in a certain situation you will know the breathing techniques that you can train yourself to then get to a better place so and even when you come home you know there will be um, you'll be feeling maybe slightly on edge so uh, to have that meditation or doing some yoga or having uh, the breathing techniques that then bring you back into your safe place so those are all good things that you can do as we're slowly moving into this this change
5: yeah and a couple of things that have been helping me is you um, you saying there about breathing techniques is i breathe in for 4 And then I hold it for two and then breathe out for six. Even just that counting takes your mind off what's going on in your head. So if you are having anxious symptoms, it's always important to focus on your breathing because your breathing can tend to be shallow or it can tend to be um, hyperventilating. So breathing out is the best way so you're when you're breathing in hyperventilating you're getting too much oxygen to your brain which is what's making you feel dizzy and um, increases your heart rate so if you breathe out that is what then calms down your nervous system and actually creates the parasympathetic nervous system which is what is the calming part of your brain you don't want to kind of get into that fight or flight mode if you can but if you do just remember Anxiety and panic attacks has never killed anyone. It's really unpleasant, as I know from a lot of experience, many years of experience, to experience panic attacks. You know, you feel like you're going to die. You feel like you're going to collapse. You feel like everybody's watching you. You feel like you're a complete mess and a complete failure. But never in history has a panic attack ever killed anybody. So just bear that in mind. And at the end of the day, anxiety is only a feeling, just like anger happiness and it will always pass. Nothing lasts forever. That's what we need to keep in mind. However we're feeling right now, or in any given situation, it will change. It will pass and we will have happier days and calmer days ahead.
1: We definitely will. You say that about um panic attacks and anxiety. A lot of these things have come from feeling maybe we feel a bit out of control, the whole change in our situation has given us this feeling that we're not necessarily in control. So it's really a case of gaining control ourselves. And you're right, by doing these simple things, you can take control of the situation that's going on. So even though things may seem chaotic in the outer world, having control of your own feelings about how you're looking after yourself and these simple techniques that you can do will get you that feeling back that you are the one is able to control what is going on around you. So hopefully those are simple things uh, that you can try. We'd love to hear your thoughts as well. If you want to get in touch, let us know if these things are helping. If there's techniques that you found, uh, we are on Twitter at a space to speak. Let us know your thoughts. Let's know how you are feeling. Um, And there's something else as well, isn't there, Joe?
5: Yeah, so something um, that I found really helpful and that was suggested to me was geocaching, and I hadn't heard of it before and basically what you do it's a way of distracting yourself so it shows you on a map on the app little objects that are in your area and basically you just follow the app thing and it's got like a map and um, some clues it's a bit like um, orienteering I used to love doing that yeah and basically you just go and find this object and then it could be anything like you you could write your name on it and then you log it on the app that you found it Um, and it's just basically a distraction thing so when you're outside, you're not thinking, oh my gosh, I'm a certain distance away from home and, you know, this is happening, this is happening, all those what-if thoughts, what if I have a panic attack? You're thinking, how can I find this object? Where might it be? So yeah, that that helps me. I must admit, I haven't found one yet because they're quite hard to find, but it's just about having that, that thing to take your mind off it, really.
1: So that sounds really fun, a good way of occupying your mind, getting outside. And it sounds like something I might try as well. I think there's a, a, a version that you can do with some uh, characters as well. I think the uh, the Pokemon characters do a similar thing. So you might find that on uh, on your phone. There might be something you can do with the kids as well to keep them occupied. So yeah, a really good way to get outside and those are some tips. But as we say, there are a lot of people at the moment who are experiencing these feelings for the first time, feelings of anxiety, feelings of depression um, and other things that come along with these so stress maybe feeling a bit tense uh, maybe getting into more and more arguments with people or just not feeling yourself so you can find more information on the mind website which is cornwallmind.org and we'd love to hear your advice and tips and things that maybe have helped you as well so if you get onto twitter we're at a space to speak you can find us there let us know your thoughts and we can share those with other people
5: Yeah, and I think just bear in mind, you're not alone in feeling like this, you know, and we will get over however we're feeling. It will change and things will get better. So keep holding on for brighter days. A Space to Speak Your Mind. A Space to Speak Your Mind on Source FM.
0: Another member of the Space to Speak Your Mind team, Scott. If you're a regular listener, you already know is a singer-songwriter who produces his own music. And Scott has produced a song for this show which is another way of illustrating the power of music in composition playing an instrument is very powerful in maintaining good mental health hygiene so here's Scott with his song and the song is called Corona Forgotten and Scott is always on the lookout for collaborators singers producers so if you'd like to work with Scott please get in touch jerry at sourcefm.co.uk
4: Does it lose its meaning in the space in between? I still feel the warmth of your eyes you from once you came.
0: your mind with Cornwall Mind for better mental health on Source FM. Normally we do a roundup of the Cornwall Mind news of events happening across Cornwall but those events aren't happening at the moment unfortunately I'm sure they'll be coming back online in the coming months. If you want to keep up to date with any details about what's happening with Cornwall Mind or mental health events then go to cornwallmind.org. Just to say that this week is Volunteers Week the 1st to the 7th of June and it's a chance to celebrate and say thank you for the contribution millions of volunteers make across the UK. And so in that light, I would like to say a big thank you to the volunteers of A Space to Speak Your Mind, all the team of volunteers, the amount, the contribution they're making in terms of producing this radio show. It's information about mental health. It's hopefully people out there can hear this. They might hear a bit of information, which is useful, or just to know that that you're not alone, that other people experience these things is making a great contribution. So from me personally to all the members of the team, a very big thank you for Volunteers Week 2020. And it's also worth pointing out that Source FM is almost entirely volunteers. So a big thank you to the whole Source FM team for allowing us to broadcast on the radio station.
5: A space to speak your mind.
0: That's all we've got time for on the podcast this time, but tune in next month when we'll be talking about change and dealing with the process of the lockdown easing and the anxiety and concerns that that can cause for mental health.